people are not confident because they're afraid of losing something. Mm -hmm. They're afraid of not getting something and losing something. Mm. What have we got to lose? Alright, hi guys, um, and welcome to Dare Days Podcast, episode number two. Uh, this is the podcast where we talk about the days when you dare to be yourself, your self-discovery, identity matters, uh, and all the great things that help you be true to yourself. And um, today, I'm super excited. Super, exci- super excited. Super uh, excited. And I can't wait to introduce you to my guest today, Mark, uh, who is this just um, incredible person. Um, Talking about the identification? Yes. I'm going to watch you he's, identify. He's, he, uh, well, I'm actually going to watch you identify yourself. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> um, I think the. The most important thing that I've noticed about you when we first met is your presence. So every time when you walk into the um, to the room, mm-hmm. I just know that you're there. You know, there I mean, there is this category of people. You know, they have presence. You it's know, just... I'm six four, <laughs> so that, that certainly contributes to the to to the presence in the room. <laughs> so um, instead of me identifying you. Um, why don't we start from you telling us where are you, what are you doing um, as of right now, what occupies I your mean, days? I mean, because there are so many things I know. <laughs> there is a bunch and I keep forgetting about most of them. Um, mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm a cellist and historically for the last 20 years I, I've been there. Um, but in addition to being a cellist and performing a lot, mm-hmm. I do a lot of production, I do a lot of creative consultancy, et cetera, et cetera, for the businesses, for artistic projects around the world, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So it's, it's really depend upon the case. Yeah, I find it very interesting when people ask me or anyone else, right, um, what do you do or how do you identify, how would you describe yourself? There's always something that comes first. Is that music in your case? I mean, I always leave it to the person who is introducing me to, 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 to different people. I just prefer not to do a call people. <laughs> My name is Mark and what else? Um, it depends upon the case, you know? Uh-huh. It depends. I'm to always trying to be reflectant in the way I talk to people. So if I know I'm talking to a person uh, from business world, I would probably say that I'm a creative strategist and creative producer, mm-hmm. you know, and why would they need to know that I'm a cellist? But in, in New York, most likely people are going to introduce me as a cellist. I think it's, um, I think this is a great point you're making because not too many people think think in that way of themselves, that they don't need to be just something, one just yeah, cellist, no, right? Yeah. I'm sure there, there are musicians who are, who are I'm, I'm playing piano and that's it, that's all I do. And all of my other talents or things that I'm interested, passionate or good at don't really matter because there should be one. Yeah, it's a, it's a social thing. I mean, it's a, I, I would always prefer to reflect on a person I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to introduce myself in a context of myself. I want to introduce myself and I want to hold a conversation in the context that would be suitable for both people talking. Uh-huh. This, is, this is the first social thing that anyone is going to teach you, you know, in your life. That mm-hmm. When you're talking to someone, it has, you, you have to make it pleasurable 
for another person and the same and and it goes vice versa will will it be pleasurable to you then it will because i'm always hoping that the other person thinks the same way <laughs> Does it always, I wonder if, uh, okay, so you leave um, this task to another person, um, does it always happen that whatever people say about you is actually what you expect them to say? I don't care. You don't care? I don't care. This is we'll, great. We'll, we'll act upon the circumstances, sort of speak. I mean, if I, if I realize it's not my kind of person, you, I can always say that. Um, I'm sorry, I have somewhere to be, and it was very pleasurable talking to you, and we'll, we'll hope to catch you. As as, as you can see, Mark, uh, Mark is um, <laughs> Mark is a super cop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, uh, um, a super confident person and I, I feel like today we're having we're, we're having confidence one-on-one uh, pretty um, much conversation I have this I, I know I have this terrible habit of no matter when I'm talking to someone especially when it's on camera because I'm, I'm trying to ignore the camera I, part, I can totally see that right? but I, but I, can, I can't really but I have this tendency of lecturing uh-huh. I'm always like preaching to people which is which is, Which is good in our case, so... I mean, it's, a, profession, it's a professional deformation, after all. You know, because I do read lectures. And, and, where, uh, while we're here, yeah. where, where do you read lectures and what are those lectures about? I read lectures all over the, all over the place. I mean, I just came back from Turkey and we were lecturing with my colleague uh, at the Bill Kent University, mm-hmm. where we're bringing to them concept of self-management, entrepreneurship in the arts, mm-hmm. project management, community engagement, mm-hmm. all of those whole subjects that unfortunately never get taught for the, for the music students. Oh. So that's exactly what we did. And on the 26th of January, mm-hmm. I'm hosting at the Jewelry School a big entrepreneurial type of intensive is it open to everyone? I'm not sure about that. So ah! I'm not sure if this advertisement actually <laughs> right, works I'll or not. I'll let you know, guys, if it's open. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, but th- th- those kind of subjects. Also, also, I do whatever interests me and whatever I have enough credentials to read about. Why do you think not all of the people have that freedom to do whatever they want? Whatever interests them, because I mean, you make it sound so easy, you know. Oh, I just want to read a lecture about this at Juilliard. Why don't I do this? I not mean, everyone the, can do the, that. The problem is that I'm not Eric from or Sigmund Freud to answer that kind of question because it's kind of buried in, in the in the way the society has built and in the, in the way the uh-huh. society pressures you. I mean, for me, try to pressure me. I mean, uh-huh. That's not really gonna happen. You're gonna you're gonna get off at the same stop you got in, type of thing. Uh, I'm not I'm not trying to today. But I'm just saying that I don't know why why some people just give up uh-huh. easily and some people keep going. Uh-huh. I mean, I I just feel like I had enough credentials to do it because I I know what to say and yeah. I, I have stuff to say. So I'm just gonna say. And I'm, and I'm, and none mm-hmm. of this is happening, you know, because I decide. So right. I hold meeting with people. I present to them exactly what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. And they see the way I'm gonna be doing it, and either they I convince them and they trust me, or right. I don't convince them and they don't trust me. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. it. 
and nothing nothing hurts you. As long as you remember yourself, have you always been that confident? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it was a big problem because way before I got any type of, like, I mean, I'm not saying that I have fabulous credentials right now to read all over the world and blah, blah, blah. But, but, but you kind of do, and um, in a way, I don't know, shall in we a share your page of biography? A, yeah, sure. <laughs> Go ahead and do that. But, no, in a way I do, but when I was, when I was a kid, uh -huh. I mean, it was exactly the same, but it was complete bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I just realized at some point that this is what I do, so I have two choices, to continue the bullshit or gain the experience and the credentials in order to do it on a level that is not going to be bullshit anymore. You know, this type of thing. Uh. And, and I slowly get in there. <laughs> I'm slowly getting there. All I can say. Is there is there an, an maybe an advice um, that you could give, or maybe you give a the similar advice to anyone at your lectures or students, um, how to be more more confident in what you say, what you do, how you show up to life? I mean, you just have to realize that it's one life that you're living, and there is nothing before or after. Uh -huh. And, you know, actually, there is one thing that influenced me a lot. Oh, let's see, let's it's see. It's a passage from, I don't remember from what play, but it's a, it's a quote from Chekhov, uh -huh. who is a fa fabulous Russian writer, playwright, etc., etc. Uh -huh. He said that Russians live in the past, don't care about the present, and afraid of the future. Mm -hmm. Which is pretty much can be applied to any nationality around the world. That's I very think. true. But it's a trademark of mm -hmm, Russian people. Mm -hmm. and we kind of get it but um and that's exactly why why would you live in the past why would you not care about the present why would you be afraid of the future yeah. if you are who you are right now and you've mm -hmm. got to sell who you are right now mm -hmm. so basically identify the strengths and weaknesses sell the strength hide the weaknesses mm -hmm. or work on the weaknesses until they're going to become the strengths so right. it's it's all about the strategic planning of of what you've got to offer Mm -hmm. You basically have to treat yourself at some point as as a product. Mm -hmm. And I mean, because I'm coming from a performer background, and, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera, and I'm a performer. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm constantly, since I was a child, I get used to people talking about me as a product. <laughs> you uh -huh. know, as something that sells to public, that doesn't sell to public. So at some point, you just have to treat yourself this way and realize that, okay, as far as the professional side of me goes, uh -huh. this is, I'm, I'm a brand, uh -huh. and what is my brand identity, what is my brand model, what is the mission statement of my brand, etc, yeah. etc, et and then keep going, I mean, but without a good branding and without believing in your branding, mm -hmm. your business is not going to succeed because all of your negotiations with other businesses are going to go to hell because you're not going to be confident, so, yeah. If you're choosing the entrepreneurial path and you're mm -hmm. on your own type of thing, you've got you've to do a self-branded type of thing and that requires to constru either construct mm -hmm. or realize your identity. So, and what helps people, or what, help, what helped you at some point to realize your identity, to understand who, because as, as any product, you need to know, right, what's your mission or what your good sides or bad sides. Yeah, I mean, in my case, it was kind of um, 
it depends first of all upon what we're talking about uh -huh. because as a, as, a, as a producer there is one thing as, mm -hmm. a, as a cellist it's another thing mm -hmm. as a person who does uh, consulting it's, it's a completely different thing mm -hmm. but as a performer it was easy because I get immediate feedback from people Mm -hmm. And I get immediate feedback from press, all of those quotes and etc. etc. Reviews, mm -hmm. you know, I, I stumbled upon a review when I was, I think, 16 or 17. Uh -huh. Mark Perhotka is a true Russian powerhouse. I'm just like, that's disruptive. I think I, I, think I saw that too. No, see, and, and since then, my, that's my bio opening. That's yeah. proclaimed by blah, 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 as mm -hmm. a true Russian powerhouse because that's mm -hmm. kind of who I am. Mm -hmm. In the way I hold myself on stage, in the way I dress on stage, in the way I present myself, in the way mm -hmm. I play, mm -hmm. in the sound, in everything. That mm -hmm. kind of simplifies it, not simplifies it, but it kind of um, sums up all of the experience that a public get in while mm -hmm. they're listening to me. So, yeah. And I'm building my brand around it, so the website mm -hmm. is going to be according to that, my bio is going to be according to that, I'm going to choose... Mm -hmm. venues and projects and repertoire based on that mm -hmm. everything revolves around that so that is amazing it's the same here I mean as far as the business goes as far as the production goes um, I know I always knew that um, I wanted to do something with contemporary art and collaborative contemporary art mm -hmm. so we did a festival in Belarus where I, I lived for mm -hmm. the first 14 years of my life and um, and and I got tons of experience and I got the uh -huh. experience to talk about it and because there has been so much research going into it mm -hmm. and therefore my my expertise within the art world heavily relied on the collaborative contemporary art so that's how the that's whole great. consulting type of thing started and that's how the whole branding around the consulting thing has started uh-huh so Basically, it seems, from what I understand and from what I know about you, it seems that as you go, as you grow also, um, you kind of stumble upon different stages in your life where you find something really interesting for yourself or challenging, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you kind of revolve around this. Or... And, or is it more of like a branches? It's a it's a branch and it's all continuous. I never mm -hmm. stopped uh, performing, and performing mm -hmm. was like the the main thing, the main late yeah. motive. Yeah. And then around this, there, 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 it, that's the Christmas tree. Mm -hmm. the, or, the ornamentation, you know, it really depend upon the case. Wow. Yeah, I mean, but there's one central path mm -hmm. that I chose and I'm going to, and then there's mm -hmm. stuff I pick up on the way, which which interests me, which strikes me, which challenges me, and blah, 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 all of the things. Which as we, as we had a conversation prior to this, from that conversation, I, under, I realized and understood that um, it is important for you for, for the task to be challenging enough in yeah. order for you to get into this and, you know, and become the way I treat all of those new projects and new stages in the life is basically I don't like institutions and I don't <laughs> like learning from the institutions right so I learn from the experience I'm quick mm -hmm. at grasping things mm -hmm. so I take a project that I'm probably not qualified for 
probably I don't know nothing about uh-huh. and I just very quickly learned how to do it from experience. That is, that's... Uh, that, that's the school. As long yeah. as you treat your new projects as, as an educational thing uh-huh. and you are open to learn and you, you kind of structured in a way that you have a team of consultants from the field who are mm-hmm. helping you to shape the thing. You always run in by people, you know, you have access to so many great people in mm-hmm. the industry that can, that first of all will appreciate your vision on it because you're kind of fresh and new, mm-hmm. but at the same time they would like to share their experience, etc. Et yeah. So it's beneficial for both sides. That's great. Do you remember um, any cases when you were scared to, to, to take the new project? Because from what you're saying, I think um, if you approach any new project as, a, as an educational kind of path, right, that here is my task and this is what I need to do to become good at it, then, then um, not you, you're, you're not afraid of anything. Let, let, me, let, me, let me correct you. You still, you don't, you treat the process of the project as, a, as an educational uh-huh. experience. However, the result you have to deliver has to be professional and kind of groundbreaking uh-huh. in the industry. Uh-huh. So you have to kind of do five things at once uh-huh. <laughs> in this sense. And you, have I ever been afraid? I don't think so. Because mm-hmm. always whenever, from, from the start of the project, I have to gather a team and I have to influence this team. Mm-hmm. I have to inspire this team to mm-hmm. work with me. And I just... It's kind of like I'm dressing, I'm dressing myself in this project, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm wearing. Uh-huh. I mean, some people call it fake it until you make it strategy. <laughs> you know, I don't necessarily agree with. Yeah. I mean, there's one component missing: fake it. Sure, uh-huh. there is certainly that. Make it. There is certainly that. But in between mm-hmm. that, you have to really do something. It's Someone not. recently uh, rephrased this this phrase as "make it until you make it." I mean, true. I mean, which I like more probably than than faking part. No, you you've gotta you've gotta you've got to first of all influence yourself. You have to constantly keep the fire, uh-huh. even if you don't have the fire. Uh-huh. You kind of have to fake it. You don't fake That's the project. You yeah. don't fake the work. You uh-huh. don't fake the project. You fake the fire, and uh-huh. you fake the willingness to do it. Because, come on, I don't think you really want to spend five hour on building a website and then realizing it's not gonna work, and then starting starting from scratch. Yeah. That's. That's not mm-hmm. fake it until you make it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of. You ha- you have to keep the fire inside of you and that's the part where you have to fake you have to initiate maybe uh-huh. not fake but uh-huh. initiate everything mm-hmm. that, that that's very yeah. that's very interesting um, and in your today's like everyday's life um, how important it is to to have that fire in you because as creatives we all have those days right when you're just you want to lay down and do nothing like, oh, there are no, days yeah, when you want to create and you have that energy um is it important to kind of keep the level of energy at some level or 
the days when you're um, when you're low are also important to have. How what's your absolutely? Take on that? Um, I'm always taking. I, I almost never take projects that involve just me. Mm-hmm. It's always I have to hire people or there are people around me or there are co-founders of an organization or something mm-hmm. like this. And I just count on them to to take the, the keeper of the fire role uh-huh. to them. Because obviously, I mean, I'm a very, I'm, I, I know myself. And I know all of my weaknesses. I know that I'm going to be extremely excited about this project. Mm-hmm. In two months, not much is going to happen. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to like buy next one. Mm-hmm. And therefore, if the person with whom I work mm-hmm. has enough fire to kind of share it with me when I'm out, that's when it's all happening. And I mean, in my case, there's only one instance of the project that mm-hmm. is happening now that I was lucky with a person, it's Zainab, it's the, my partner for the Turkish project, mm-hmm. who were able to kind of grasp the fire and pull through, yeah, you know, pull yeah. me through, which is usually my role, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm, I'm stick to those kind of people who can reflect and, and fight back. Uh-huh. And what's, um, what's your, I guess, let's call them good habits maybe or rules for you I don't have those you're, okay no rules <laughs> I don't have good habits I need rules that uh, but um, good habits in the sense that um, your own practices that help you maintain um, your creative energy healthy right like what helps you some people read some people write some people take breaks sabbatical leave uh, I don't know um, go for a walk, uh, play. Well, you wouldn't probably play the instrument too. <laughs> that's, it's so interesting with musicians. That's, I that's feel like the practice that, it's, it's that is required. <laughs> but stay away from the instrument? Yeah. yeah. Well. Anyway, <laughs> you know, again. It's I a good know. thing we're, uh, we're recording video as well. I don't know. Kind of for me, more I have piled up. Yeah. And more type of the if I have a bunch of diverse work that I have mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. and it's all piled up, it's easier for me to work. Wow. I can't work for two or three hours every day. Uh-huh. I would much rather work for twenty hours on Saturday than work in two or three hours every day. Nice. <laughs> I don't know, because once I get into the the flow into the flow, mm-hmm. I will be much more efficient and it's impossible to stop that. Mm-hmm. But if it requires a routine or thing, mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out how that works for me. <laughs> so I'm not the perfect example f- for advice. Like, don't search for advices there. Like, it's not gonna happen. So might as well just invite someone else <laughs> for that for that person well, for that for that purpose. Um, that's that's. <laughs> That. It is true. <laughs> um, another question I wanted to ask you um, is actually related to music and, and music in a global, I guess, scheme of things. Um, do you think music can define a person? Like the music that a person likes or into or, or maybe plays? 
because music is different. There are different types. There are different genres. There are different. Um, I mean, can I rephrase it? Yeah. Uh, does the, the is the way a person perform? Like you mean like circular people who listen to music, or you mean like professional people who perform music? Well, let's well let's start let's start from professional people. Yeah, because professional people, I'm, I'm I'm not talking about pop because that's not my mm-hmm. area of expertise. If to talk about classical, contemporary, mm-hmm. this kind of thing, and jazz. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, not jazz, not jazz. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, classical musicians they interpret the things. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of they're the interpreters. They're not the the, the composers. And for the interpreters, I can tell exactly. I mean many people are going to roll their eyes but I can yeah. tell exactly uh-huh, a person by the way he plays a piece really? Uh, um, yeah and my judgments are pretty accurate I mean so many people say that you can tell um, how the person is in, in bad mm-hmm. by the way he plays or she plays romantic music mm-hmm. you know? and that is true as well I mean I do agree with that by the way you but by what music you like, probably too, because the sonority and the, the features that every genre of music has to showcase, mm-hmm. um, they kind of reflect your personality or at least your persona, etc. Et yes. So it's the same with visual art, it's the same with performing art. It's, you know, it's a part of the society, it's very reflectant on the society and yeah. therefore it becomes a part of this it's a features of the personality therefore yeah. you can kind of tell so for instance um, as far as I'm paying attention to what kind of music I like and I pay attention a lot to that um, uh, at this point I was able to figure out that there are certain musicians certain genre certain melody that I tend to like um, I like the way and and that's that's where my question came from that I think that it's easy for me to predict what I'm gonna like or not and then I'm thinking well does it describe me in any way the music that I like and the fact that I only like certain music and certain music that I don't like so I think that's 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 interesting similar to with any kind of arts it's all subject art is subjective what one person hears in the and will describe what Bill Evans does on piano Mm -hmm. uh, for another person would be a completely different story so before you kind of trying to figure out what this type of person is Mm -hmm. you have to agree on what Bill Evans is Mm -hmm. you know and what does he do and that's pretty much impossible yeah. You see, and that's why um, classification of the character through music requires the classification of music that will never happen. That's very interesting. If it makes any sense what it is. It does. Saying. No, no, I understand. I understand, yeah. Because sometimes I go in roms in English that <laughs> I can't follow up to. <laughs> um, tell me this. What brings you joy on a, on a day-to-day? As much as connection, I, as much as I just generally don't like people, <laughs> what I, does I, that mean? <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, I, I find it 
hard to like people uh-huh. as, a, as a genre. <laughs> as a genre. <laughs> as a genre, it's impossible to like people. Uh, but particular individuals, bring uh-huh. this hurt, they bring me joy. Yeah. And being by myself also, reconnecting and kind of restructuring, re- readjusting the settings type of thing and cleansing in this way mm-hmm. from the society, that, that's one part of it. Mm-hmm. And the other part of it is being with the right people. And the right people allow you to be who you are. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't even know that you are this way. Yeah, I mean, you feel for it, me, right? For like me, there is that It's feeling? a complete in, in, intuitional. Yeah, you know, it's just my type of person. That's it. Let's go. That is so great. You know, not not all of the people uh, have that kind of uh, sense of intuition where they feel, and they. I feel. I feel like people. People have way too much things to lose. They think that they have, uh-huh. and that actually answers most of the questions you asked. Today. Mm-hmm. That kind of the conclusion that just came to my mind is, people are not confident because they're afraid of losing something. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of not getting something and losing something. Mm. But what have we got to lose? What have people got to lose? Right. In a different mm-hmm. society. I mean, why to bother struggling that is great. This for, for a while? <laughs> I mean, for example, when you move, uh, that's basically the answer for everything. If you're mm-hmm. too afraid to go pitch your idea to a corporate mm-hmm. of some sort, I mean, you're afraid of losing this connection, but why do you need this connection if you're never going to present it? You know, just realizing yeah. what being honest and laying out the map of possibilities, I think, mm-hmm. and calculating the probabilities and possibilities is one of the most essential life skills that just people don't do. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't work really. That, um, that was one very insightful um, conversation. Let's hope it was. <laughs> it it uh, definitely was. Um, Tell us where can we find you and what are your next plans if you're performing where where and which cities because you travel a lot. I mean, um, I, I don't remember. You can look it up on my website. What's your website? It's my first name, last name. Okay, com. we'll I put mean, it in the in the yeah, comment I mean, section. That's, yeah. Or just type my name in Google or something. Something one way or the other is gonna show up, and hopefully it's not this video, which I made two years ago. You know, I just I was young, I needed money. Uh, we'll see. We all have those videos, you know. Uh, hopefully not. But, um, yeah, I mean, just. You can find you me around Manhattan. Somewhere. Around Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> for now. For, 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 for the for next now. for the next for the next couple of months for sure. Okay, well that's great. Um thank you. Thank you guys for listening and uh, uh, hopefully we'll see you next week. Okay?